0: It shows us the true reach. It shows us what is really happening behind the scenes. That transparency has become quite vital for media buyers and and performance managers to understand what's really going on. And with digital audio and CTV, I think they're still in their infant phases in some places. And I think it's transparency that's going to help them grow to where we see display or native or video currently.
1: Curious to know what industry-leading marketers are looking to achieve in the ever-evolving digital landscape? The How Agencies Thrive podcast by StackAdapt is dedicated to helping the new breed of forward-thinking, savvy, lean, and mean marketers win in the rapidly evolving digital landscape. Time to Thrive. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. My name is Matt Everett. I'm the host of the How Agencies Thrive podcast, and I'm also the education and development manager at StackAdapt. Today, we're joined by Maz Tanier and Anut Patel from WS, an agency based out of both Toronto and Calgary that's highly accomplished in advertising for growers, producers, food, pharma, sports, entertainment, and more. With that in mind, we couldn't think of a better agency to showcase on this episode as our theme today will be diving into innovative ways that programmatic advertising technology can be used for niche verticals and showcase best practices for campaign performance. Now, before we get started, I think a great way to kick off this episode would be to hear from both of you. So Maz and Anoop, if you could tell our listeners you know, a little bit about yourselves, how long you've been in the industry, areas of expertise that you have, just so we can get a little bit of insight before we get started on the episode.
0: Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thanks for the introduction. Like you said, I'm, I'm Maz. I've been with WS for just shy over eight years. Uh, but I've been in the industry for a lot longer than I care to admit on a podcast, to be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, my role at WS is, is twofolds. One is I head the media department, as well as the communications department, which covers the performance team, as well as the content team. Uh, I've worked quite extensively in the digital space, even though a lot of the the agriculture industry is still getting into it. I've had the the luxury of working on a number of different brands within the the digital uh, landscape, and that's where my interest in programmatic has peaked over the years. And uh, I've really been able to dive quite deep into it and, and, and understand it and uh, know what it can and cannot do for for our clients. Um, I think that's the best way to. <laughs> To describe it. Uh, I love where it's going, though, and, and I love a lot more of the transparencies that we're starting to see in the digital space. Um, and that's thanks to people like Anoop who, who have that, uh, their hand on the pulse when it comes to performance and measurements. I'll pass this over to Anoop to introduce himself. Awesome. Thanks, Matt.
2: Thanks, Matt, for having us. Uh, yeah, My name's Anoop. I've been in... I'm a lot... Much younger than math, so I don't have quite the experience, but I've been in the industry for about um, eight or nine years now and, and with WS for uh, the past four. I didn't start out my journey in the analytical performance space. I mean, now I was more sort of on the, the strategy side of things and kind of naturally progressed into analytics. And obviously nowadays, you know, there, there's so much more we can measure and track and um, with digital and web. And so, you know, it's, it's made my job a lot more interesting we're able to do a lot more stuff in this space. And uh, I think there's more demand from the client side um, as far as reporting and, and KPIs and, and and understanding the performance of marketing campaigns go. So yeah, it's been in the space I've been kind of in the last few years now and um, experience with digital. I, I think, you know, ever since I started, like digital has been around. We've seen it grow you know, exponentially over the past few years, especially programmatic and, Again, a lot of it's related back to demand, not just from our clients, but from their customers, their um, their users. And so the more people are going online or using their phone or the different mediums and channels that we're able to uh, be available on, the more we get ourselves involved into digital. And so it, there's been sort of this natural kind of progression um, with demand from our audience of, of using digital. And again, on my side of things, it just makes um, our life a lot easier because Naturally, there's a lot more we can measure from digital. I should say actually, there's challenges and there's advantages. I think uh, you know sometimes it's misinterpreted, and, and um, there's a lot of expectations that come out of digital from a measurement perspective. But uh, as long as you're managing that and and, and handling those expectations, um,
1: absolutely. Well, you know, thanks so much to both of you for for being on the episode, and I think to. I speak for everyone when we say that we're we're definitely excited. And for any of our listeners who tuned in, we were actually joined by your agency back in late Q3. We did a, a Stack It App webinar on the versatility of programmatics. So I think using that as sort of a reference point for this or a jumping off point, we can definitely dive a lot deeper into the topic of really how this technology can be used for some of these niche verticals that aren't necessarily uh, or traditionally served with programmatic. So maz you you said something during your intro that kind of is a perfect transition into this first question and you you said, you know, there's sort of these limitations, you know, what this technology can and what it can't do for your clients and I know that especially in recent history with StackAdapt and WS and how we've worked together you were looking to offer programmatic for your agriculture clients that you're working with and to that I'm I'm interested to know what was it about programmatic advertising that sort of stuck out to you as an agency as this more comprehensive and better solution for some of these clients to help them meet the goals that they were coming to you with
0: So a lot of the time in the past, in the agriculture industry, the clients, they would focus a lot of their attention on what today we refer to as direct display. So they would go to certain publishers, they would use their websites, they would use their first party data, and they would advertise to their customers through that channel. And what we wanted, and the reason we, we were very keen on the whole programmatic part is, we have to stop and recognize that a farmer or a grower or an agronomist and a consultant are human beings too. So they have their uh, trends, that they have their habits, they have their browsing habits. And it was almost ignored pre-programmatic when when, uh, people were advertising to them. So as an agency, we focus a lot on the actual customer. That's it's not about what crop there is or what we uh, make assumptions on we want to understand what the customer is doing where they're visiting what what they're browsing and programmatic has really allowed us to take that leap and move away slightly from working with publishers directly and moving into their behavioral and contextual digital journeys that's really been one of the greatest benefits of the programmatic realm. And what that ends up doing is once we start understanding where these visitors are seeing our ads and and engaging with them, we start to learn even more about the customer. So not only do we know that they live in a certain area or they're growing a certain crop, now we're understanding their outside of agriculture behavior through through this programmatic channel. That's really been a great focus for us when we're looking at the data that we have. Um, and I know Anoop sees it from a very different light than mine. But for me, it starts with that behavioral ability and really getting to understand the digital journeys that these customers are taking.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, Maz. Now, I think for the next question that we had here, we could almost, uh, Anoop, I can kind of tap you on the shoulder a little bit because. I'm interested to know kind of with this transition into programmatic what has surprised you the most about using it for your clients I mean you could you could even speak here to kind of a performance perspective what's been surprising what have you really learned and kind of a secondary question to that is if we narrow our focus a little bit on the last 2 years and how this whole shift in more people being online, more people being engaged with content. What what are some things that have surprised you about uh, about using this technology?
2: So it's an interesting space that, um, you know, Matt and I work with as far as our clients going being on the agriculture side of things primarily, which is typically being more traditional media, print, radio, digital, programmatic, especially as being a little bit of a innovation or you know, a new medium where I think what's surprising most is just clients being open and willing to try it out, test it out knowing that uh, they probably don't see as high of engagement rates online um, as other sectors. I think what we've seen over the last few years is that growing, um, especially amongst growers and, and within agriculture. And so a new medium and a channel where we can advertise and then reach growers on has definitely been exciting and surprising to see that, you know, that level of engagement uh, through that channel. I think just the, the ability to measure and track things, I don't necessarily that's kind of changed over the last couple of years, but that's kind of what Programmatic's introduced to us is. Um, it's easy to see from the, I guess, from Matt's perspective on the, the buying and targeting side, there's efficiencies and and whatnot. But you know, there's a lot of new information that we're able to collect on the tracking and measurement side of things through UTM's and pixels and and uh, the platform itself. And so you know, we have the ability to capture a lot more information, and data, and, and understand. Um, about the user better which kind of just helps us optimize campaigns further and makes the overall um, campaign much more effective i'm not sure um during the pandemic i I don't know if we really saw much uh obviously there was more engagement online and and we did see a shift of um people going online and so yeah i don't don't know if it was a cause of the pandemic or, or vice versa but you know, as far as digital advertising goes and programmatic advertising goes, that engagement um, kind of still maintained itself online through the pandemic as well, which is great to see because there's obviously a lot of other channels and sectors and things like that that got um, hit hard from it. And so, you know, we, we still saw those same levels
0: across the board. Yeah, I do. I do want to add to that. We weren't really shocked by anything when the pandemic hit, and that's not just, We're not talking about life in general, but. In the agriculture industry, it really is pandemic proof because we still need to produce, uh, growers still need to sell, people still need to eat. So we continue to see um, a lot of engagement with the advertising that we were doing. The benefit from the digital space, programmatic included, was we started to see a lot more engagement. So we were starting to understand a lot more about how they're consuming their media. Without using some of the offline tactics like print or radio, for instance, um, so it, it, there wasn't really any big shockers uh, for our industry, but yeah, that's really how we've tried to take advantage of this change in behavior that uh, that we saw.
1: That's really good, and and I I was going to ask because with in some of the previous episodes when we were speaking to agencies, a lot of them said that. With some of their clients, there was sort of this mass panic, especially as budgets needed to shift, channels needed to shift. For WS, were you finding yourselves acting as a bit of a resource for clients, kind of giving them some best practices to say, hey, this is what we can do now that people are online. Here's how we can shift budgets. Was was this something that you were doing kind of in having a role of educating your clients? Or as you said, you know in the in the agriculture industry there really wasn't too much panic just cuz people need to grow people need to eat it it still has to to run so as an agency what were some things that were kind of going on or was everything kind of calm and collect the entire time
0: it was never calm nor <laughs> 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 uh, for that matter one thing that we did see a, a big change in we're very fortunate our clients are incredibly open minded and ready to try things But one of the things we wanted to ensure is that we realized that there was a larger uptake in people visiting online. And so from a content standpoint, we had to make some pivots over there to make sure the sites had the information that they needed. Uh, People were able to get straight access or direct access to more information or even to purchase or speak to, to a consultant. Because a lot of the time in the agriculture industry, it was very brand awareness-based. So you'd put products, you'd showcase certain solutions, and the growers and the farmers would reach out to their retailers or their agronomists, and they would take action there. So with the COVID and, and seeing the uptake in digital experiences and journeys, I think one of the few things that we did alter and speak to our clients about was okay let's make sure these sites are really set up to capture that engagement. Let's make sure that these growers that are clicking on ads or uh showing some interest or searching for us are getting the answers they need online and and that way we can nurture them and move them into the next part of that funnel.
1: You know what I think what we'll do here is I've got another question and then we'll we'll head to a, a bit of a break but I think I wanted to start here with a a stat that I found. So I was on AdAge the other day, and there was a stat that said that right now, about 70 cents on the dollar of digital ad spend is going to programmatic channels. And it's expected by 2025 that that number is going to jump to about 90 cents, which is very significant, especially for programmatic and how rapidly it's growing. Um... One thing I I did want to get your point of view on, though, is talking about some of these emerging channels, because normally when people think of programmatic, it's kind of all right, native display video, but we've also got connected TV and programmatic audio that are these two big emerging channels that are really great for reaching people when they're most engaged. And I know from from speaking to some of the folks internally about uh, some of the brands that you guys are working with, there, there is some use in in CTV for some of your clients. So I'm interested to know, what your thoughts are on, on the role that you think these emerging channels and technologies have on not only the future of programmatic advertising, but the future for these verticals and how they can continue to succeed in their programmatic campaigns?
0: So I'm going to focus on what the future is going to bring, because I do believe a lot of the clients that we work with have a very key interest in CTV and digital audio. They like the idea of using this behavioral and contextual methodology and incorporating it into their digital media planning. Currently, it comes down to data and and what we can find and what we know about the certain growers and the users. And we haven't seen a lot of research coming out about usages of digital audio and CTV amongst growers, specifically in Canada. As far as the U.S. is concerned, we do have access to a lot more data over there. Um, and that's where we've started to test it with, with StackAdapt using connected television to see, okay, are we using the right data sets that we already have with our existing clients to target CTV and digital audio? What are we seeing as the, you know, the completion rates? There is still a bit of that whole measurement component Uh, when we're trying to educate clients about it and and clients want to understand how can we measure these things differently from standard television and standard radio, that they have been accustomed to in the past. So there is a bit of a, a, a learning curve for clients to, to come on board. Our clients have taken that step with us and said, okay, let's try it. Let's see what it means. Let's see where it goes. Uh, And that's why we've started to build it into our existing media plans. I think down the line as we learn a lot more about CTV and digital audio, and we may be a little bit behind other industries, but I think the more we learn about it, the easier it's going to be to uh, not only convince clients to run it, but convince clients to build and develop the creative that could run on these channels. Because I, I also I don't believe that any video can work on CTV. It has to be thought of as a standard television buy.:
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely a fantastic way of looking at it and you're right I mean creatives cannot always just be kind of retrofit across channels and to have something on CTV, especially when people are very engaged and have it really speak to them and speak to what the brand is offering is is very important for the success in that channel so I think what we will do, we'll take a, a quick break and then when we come back, we'll focus a little bit more on some of the, the practical side of this. We'll look at some campaign execution strategies um, as well as you know what the future looks like in the programmatic space and and how this technology truly is for any advertisers operating in any verticals. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Another ad. Too bad it isn't yours. Your brand could have been here. But instead, it's us, StackAdapt. StackAdapt specializes in native, display, video, connected TV, and audio ads. Request a demo today at Stackadapt.com. Stackadapt, how agencies thrive. Welcome back everybody. As mentioned, we're joined by Maz and Anup from WS. And welcome to this half of the episode. So Jumping into the next set of questions here, I'll lead in by saying that at StackAdapt, as many know, our primary focus is helping agencies and brands plan, execute, and analyze successful campaigns. That's really what we're here for. And previously, we had done an episode back in late 2021 on creative strategy. And as experts in the space of more niche verticals, I wanted to ask both of you, Um, what are some best practices or learnings or anything that you have when it comes to informing a a winning creative strategy as well as a winning audience strategy for campaigns?
2: I can jump in there. Um, For me, it starts with just having a solid framework that's measurable. And something we do at WS is, where we begin with, is um, really understanding the audience and connecting that to the goals of the campaign. And, um, once you know what drives your audience and the decision-making um, steps they take to achieve that goal or need that they have, you've established sort of that what, where, when, why piece of it, that's when you can kind of start developing the creative strategies and the messaging. And, you know, you can get a little bit more detailed and targeted on how you're going to reach a specific user or, or segment. And for us, what's worked is, you know, not putting all our eggs into one basket and, and running with that. Having more of that information, understand the audience up front allows us to kind of play around with different types of creative, different types of messaging. And as long as we're approaching it strateg- strategically, you know, we, we can try and do some testing, some A/B testing, and put a little bit of the messaging out there and see what works. If we're getting engagement, if we're getting hits, then we can run with that. If we're not seeing much, um, you know, we can go back to the drawing board and kind of uh, and tweak and optimize. That. And so as long as we've built in ways to measure through that through the campaign it allows us to do that and then optimize um as we move forward so so i would say that's probably the some of the biggest learnings we've made is, is just making sure we can design frameworks and strategies that that are measurable and, and um, ones that we can optimize throughout it's not always easy to do you know it's you try and you want to make sure that creative that messaging hits right out of the gate and um unless your audience has stayed the same and, and the environment stayed the same year over year, um, which is very rare, you know, you're know you going to have to take some chances. And um, I think that's something that the programmatic platforms allowed us to do is we can do that testing easy enough. It's flexible enough to go in there um, and understand and learn our audience um, and then be able to apply those learnings to other mediums.
0: We have also worked quite extensively with the creative studio at, at your company. They've given us access to Not necessarily different sizes, but but let's refer to them as higher higher impact ads. So when building out these awareness plays and and digital ads, we're trying to use as many of these tools as possible, Um, not to prove a point that programmatic works or not, but to really get in front of these audiences that we've spent a lot of time learning about and and understanding what their habits are, because it also comes down to these multiple touch points. When these growers are purchasing the products, they're not buying one container, they're buying them by the gallon. And so the decision isn't made instantly where they see an ad and then they react to it immediately. Uh, This is a process it's also a thing where a lot of the growers will take a certain amount of product and use it only on one section of their farm. So you have to continue the engagement with them on a very regular basis. These, when we look at multiple touch points in the past, we'd say, oh, we have to hit them five times, seven times before they've made a decision. In agriculture, it's actually a lot longer. So the creative has a very big play because, A, you don't want to keep showing them the same materials over and over again, nor the same sizes for that matter. So, again, understanding that audience and what it takes to uh, engage with them at the right time, at the right place, when they are growing or harvesting or, or going into the field but also making sure that the creative that you're putting up in front of them is a impactful, be relevant. And then the experience when they've clicked onto that site is completed with the right content and the right information that they are willing to go down that funnel and, and choose your product in the future.
1: Yeah, thanks so much to both of you. And I think that that perfectly transitions into the final question that I had was, for agencies uh, like w s ones that are are working with clients that are a little bit more unique and that buyer journey looks a little bit different, what's some advice that you can offer to those who are looking to get into programmatic for the first time or you know how they could best leverage this technology and uh, sort of to bookend that question, what's something that you wish you knew? at the beginning about programmatic that you now know?
0: I'll start with that. I think first and foremost, the team that's going in front of the client, be it the uh, client partnerships team, the media team, the performance team, the team themselves need to have a thorough understanding of what programmatic is. So my first piece of advice is, you yourself go get the education that's necessary. And there's a lot of great courses out there that are done by the IAB. You guys have a fantastic learning platform as well. First and foremost, the team selling it needs to understand it. And that's what's going to give your clients confidence by saying, okay, I've heard a lot about this thing. If you feel strong and, and committed to it, then you know, let's go in and, and work on it together. The other thing that I saw that helped me a lot when I started getting into programmatic was not running on the self-serve basis. And by that, I mean, take the option of managed services, because it's, it's incredible how much more value the backend developers and the account executives at the DSP are going to help. And, and how much more insight they're going to provide, both on a media buying side as well as the performance side. So there's a lot more insights that, that you can get from them. So I said this during the webinar, and I'll say it again, the hand-holding part in programmatic, and even now, after years and years of doing it, I still rely very extensively on, on, on Matt and Sheldon at, at Stack It Up, for example, to really guide me in terms of what they're seeing from their side that could be done better. That's something that I would recommend to everybody is A, get an education, and B, don't try to run it yourself. Get your team involved from from the DSP because they have a lot of value that they can add. And what I wish I knew, I wish I knew how flexible programmatic was before we started. I think I was one of those that said, okay, this is another digital platform that we can use, but its versatility and the way we can move things around on the go was something that I really didn't understand enough of at the beginning. And I think had I known that ease, I probably would have shifted more dollars towards it right from the start. That's my personal take.
2: I was just going to add on to kind of what you said there. If, if you're thinking about programmatic, you know, I say just, just go for it. It's, it's probably one of those challenges that there's less barriers uh, to get into. And, and the nice thing is, you know, you don't have to commit a, a lot of budget towards it. So start off small and, and learn from it and be afraid to make mistakes because you can afford that with the platform like programmatics. Like I said, that flexibility allows you to do that, right? So, so go on there, start small, learn from it and, and, and grow. I think there's a lot of potential and, and from our perspective, yeah, you know, like we said, you know, in ag we never thought it would um be as effective as it has been. And we were fully prepared to just uh you know use it as a platform maybe just to learn about the audience and, and maybe test out messaging and still use more of the traditional channels to from enjoy the budget bit. But yeah, so you can use it purely just for um from an engage- or an audience understanding type platform. But yeah, I think there's there's lots of different there's lots of potential from programmatic that we're seeing at least on our end.
1: Of course, I think on on that note i'll 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 ask sort of this bookend question that I have, and I, I like to ask this to to all of our guests to maybe even step outside of the theme of the episode and and just look at sort of the bright future that we're seeing in programmatic audio. I mean things like or well, not programmatic audio, but but programmatic in general. You know, we're seeing contextual advertising, we're seeing new channels emerge. What are you both excited about? What's some technology that hasn't quite come out yet that you hope to see in the future?
0: I'll tell you what, I think the concept of programmatic, if we, if we go back to what it really is, is, it's a software. And I'm excited to the fact that I think in my personal prediction, All media in the future is going to be bought through a programmatic platform. I don't think we're going to have a lot more of these walled gardens. I think a lot of it is going to open up. And I hope it does, because I think it allows us that flexibility we were talking about earlier, but also really gives us a much larger picture in terms of how ads are performing against each other and where we can make those alterations. So I do hope and I do predict that in the near future, we're going to start seeing a much larger part of the businesses becoming a programmatic purchase. I also have seen over the years the amount of transparency that's changed within the programmatic platform. We rarely talk about it anymore, but I think that's something that's growing and becoming a focus point for a lot of the platforms like yours uh, in terms of really showing the true numbers. It shows us the true reach. It shows us what uh, is really happening behind the scenes. That transparency has become quite vital for media buyers and and performance managers uh, to understand what's, what's really going on. And with digital audio and CTV, I think they're still in their infant phases in, in, in some places. And I think it's transparency that that's going to help them grow to where we see display or native or video currently.
2: Mm-hmm. What well, I'll add to that is uh, it's kind of exciting, but the better, the more effective we get with programmatic and digital advertising more pushback, I think, you know, we're going to see from users. And and so there's going to be this um, level of transparency and and education um, and and learning on the user side of things. So um, people are already thinking that uh, they're more apprehensive of going online and, and, um, you know, wanting to have blockers and things like that, because they're more skeptical, I guess, of of marketers and, and ads. And I think if what excites me most with programmatic is that potential for being creative and engaging users and so the more we can blend that line between um you know collecting information and being that big brother type thing and 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 doing it from a bad perspective it's we want to add value to your lives um and the more the users can understand that um you know they're going to realize that as technology gets better as we can understand who they are and what they want um and reach them quicker that it's actually helping them um, as opposed to us interfering in, in, in their lives and doing things um, nefariously or, or, you know, with uh, not the best intentions. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of where that takes us. I think as, as devices become smarter, um, you know, people are able to engage with them more. They'll, we'll just get more creative with the ways we can uh, add value.
0: Yeah. And I think even growing from connected television, we're going to be start seeing a larger usage of even technologies like augmented reality and virtual reality. And I think there's a place for programmatic to play in those areas a lot more extensively. Um, And again, making it a part of the experience rather than as something like, uh, you know, in in your face kind of um, methodology. So uh, it's exciting to see where it's going. And and I do predict that all formats are ultimately going to be bought through a programmatic software.
1: You know what? I think that's a great closing point for us. And uh, to, to all of our listeners, the key takeaway here, especially the one that I found, is that programmatic truly is for everyone and for every vertical. And there can be a lot of success, you know, using WS as an example, it can be a lot of success in this space. And whether you're, you know, B2B or B2C brand, and you have something that's a bit outside of the traditional verticals, programmatic advertising can can help you get in front of the right people at the right time when they're they're most engaged. So On that note, Maz Anoop, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, This has been the How Agencies Thrive podcast, and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the How Agencies Thrive podcast. If you like what you heard, then there's three things that you can do to support the show. Number one, subscribe. Number two, leave us a review. And number three, share our podcast on social media or with anyone who might find value in this content. If you have questions or feedback, or just want to learn how agencies and brands work with StackAdapt, you can find us at stackadapt.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.